You're listening to Hire Through Retire, a health and wealth podcast with FOIA leaders, Bill Harmon and Heather Lavallee, tackling all things from 401ks to HSAs and everything in between. We're talking to the best and brightest in the industry to bring you the latest in health, wealth, and investment trends in the workplace. Come along with us on our journey to help all Americans become well-planned, well-invested, and well-protected. Welcome back to Hire Through Retire, a health and wealth podcast. I'm here today again with my friend, colleague, and co-host, Heather Lavallee. Hey, Heather, I tell you, we've been really fortunate that there's, first of all, so many interesting things to talk about in our industry, but even more fortunate that we've been joined by so many talented subject matter experts. And boy, today certainly is an example of that. You know, Bill, it's so great to be back with you as well. And as you said, we've had such fantastic guests on the show who frankly are making us look pretty smart. Um, (laughs) You know, I am uh, so thankful to be back with all of our listeners today. And yeah, we recently had a guest on our podcast, Rick Unser, who spoke about trends in investment plan lineups. During that interview, we dove into a topic that has been making recent headlines, and that is the idea of alternative investing in DC plans. For today's episode, we thought we'd expand on that topic and bring in a resource that is no stranger to the concept of alternatives. Jonathan Epstein, president of the Defined Contribution Alternatives Association, or as you'll hear us call it, DeCalta with a mission of enhancing retirement outcomes through focused research, education, and advocacy, DeCalta seeks to better secure and enhance participant outcomes through the inclusion of hedge funds, private equity, and other alternative investments in the defined contribution model. So Jonathan, welcome. We are thrilled to have you join us today. Thanks for being here. Hello, Bill, and hello, Heather. Thanks for having me on Hire Through Retire. It's, uh, It's a real honor and pleasure to be here. Jonathan, why don't we start by having you share a little bit more about DC Alta? You know, how are you working to enhance participant outcomes and the broad goals of the organization? Before I get started, I, I wanted to thank Voya for being an active and supportive member of DeCalta. When I established DeCalta back in 2015, and I can't believe it's going to be seven years in June, the vision uh, was to create an organization that represents every aspect of the U.S. Uh, retirement ecosystem. At that time, it was also imperative uh, that we serve as a collective voice for both the alts industry as well as the DC industry. So in essence, serving as a bridge uh, and knowledge center across uh, both of those industries. We also were strong on, on structuring to call it at the board level as well as at the membership level where one membership type would not hold uh, a dominant voice over the other members. So currently, we have about 50 members. Uh, We're quite diverse. Our members include uh, plan sponsors, GPs, record keepers, consultants, uh, asset servicers. Uh, We have exchanges that are involved like NASDAQ. We also have indice firms as well. And I'd say over the last year, we've gotten a lot of interest from fintech firms that have been extremely active uh, in this space. Regarding our goals, they're simple. We focus on three pillars research, education, uh, and advocacy. All these areas, they kind of work together through our committee structures, and and they're all uh, intertwined. For example, we have a research focus, but we also have two committees that roll up under that research. This is where we we tend to focus on white papers uh, that we put out, and all of them are tied to a fiduciary framework that we had laid out when we started to call them. 
And this is the same framework that we uh, had laid out in meetings with the Department of Labor, uh, even prior to their initial information letter that was uh, released back in 2019. So for example, we released last year uh, a paper specifically on the valuation of illiquid assets in DC plans. We're also working on two papers right now through the committee. One is on liquidity dynamics and the other is on fees and expenses. And these are both run through the ALTS uh, Implementation and Operations Committee. We have another group that's within DeCalta, uh, which is our ALTS Technology uh, and Innovation Committee. This focuses uh, more on educating the industry on uh, what technology is doing today and what are they doing to help facilitate uh, alts investing? Uh, where is it headed? And how can can Decalta be a uniform voice, uh, not only on data collection, but also on blockchain technology? Regarding the types of alts that we represent, we advocate for all alternative investments like real assets, private equity, uh, private debt, hedge funds, basically any investment that's not traded on a public exchange. Uh, we also stress that all serve as a modest allocation, and this would be within a long-term multi-asset portfolio uh, on a DC menu. What we don't advocate for are all to standalone options. Uh, we also feel they should be professionally managed and, and through a diversified uh, portfolio of alternatives. And I like to use an example that if you picture a target date fund where a diversified alt sleeve uh, would have varying allocations to uh, multiple strategies like real estate or private credit, uh, depending on the target date vintage uh, and glide path. So Jonathan, thanks for covering all of that, because I, I think our listeners are saying, huh, okay, so alternatives, but we're talking about retirement plans. <clears throat> and you really covered it nicely to say, well, first of all, here's what we're talking about, what kind of instruments we're talking about. But we're also not talking about a standalone fund on a lineup, because you know we're also talking about retirement plans. We're talking about maybe a sleeve inside of an asset allocation. And I guess that's getting a lot of attention in the defined contribution retirement market. So can you tell us more about how the topic of alternatives in DC plans has gained traction in recent years? Many of your listeners may already be aware of this, but uh, alternatives have, have been a staple allocation in not only global institutional portfolios, but they've been within USDB plans, uh, endowments, uh, and foundations uh, for decades. There's also DC plans outside the US that include alts in their uh, DC plans. We typically talk with, on a regular basis, other associations or organizations um, that focus on DC uh, investments. And, and these could be the superannuation funds in Australia that we use as, as examples of others, the Netherlands, as well as the UK. And the UK is going through several issues that we don't deal with here today. They have a fee cap, which tends to create innovation in, in fund structures and costs, et cetera. But if we just look at, at global uh, alternative assets, they've grown to about $13 trillion. Uh, so this is a, a very large amount uh, that's being uh, you know, allocated into different strategies, all of them rolling up to, to the definition of alternative assets. Here in the US, there's sponsors uh, that are both public and corporate that include different types of strategies in their plans currently. One of the areas that we're seeing a lot of movement is within the public sector. So we, we see states and counties that have actually unitized their defined benefit plans at the asset class level to embed um, alternatives uh, in their DC plans through your typical multi-asset fund types like, like target date funds or target risk funds. 
and uh, the result would be participants benefiting from you know their DB's AUM, um, so economies of scale, uh, as well as the internal investment staff expertise that they currently have. On the corporate side, we're seeing uh, greater interest in the use of alts like real estate or private credit or or even private equity in target date funds. And sometimes these are structured as collective investment trusts or CITs because they can help manage the the higher costs uh, of these investments. Uh, we also have service providers and, and asset managers like Voya that understand you know the value of vaults and and how they can help uh, enhance participant outcomes. Jonathan, that's super helpful, and you've answered some elements of of the question I'm going to ask you, but I, I'd like to kind of bring it to a finer point. When we think about many of our listeners or advisors and plan consultants, and my question is, if you're sitting in their shoes, what would you share on what an advisor might consider around putting in the topic of alternatives within their plan sponsor clients? And you've talked about some of the things of privately managed, whether it could be inside a CIT, it could be inside a target date fund, but can you maybe uh, put a little bit of a finer point on that for that specific audience around advisors and or plan consultants? I feel that it's paramount that advisors and consultants um, provide their investors access to diversification and risk mitigating strategies uh, with the ultimate goal of of enhancing uh, and and promoting better risk-adjusted performance, especially in today's environment. There's several headwinds. There's been a a huge reduction uh, in the number of public stocks available today than when we look back just 20 years ago. The number has virtually been cut in half, and this can lead to a diversification uh, as well as a concentration risk issue. So I think that's important for consultants and advisors to communicate that uh, to their clients. Second is the number of private companies uh, is growing at the same time that we're seeing the public stocks uh, being reduced, and they're also staying private for longer periods of time. These can be your unicorns where uh, a typical 401k participant wouldn't have access to these types of companies. Uh, And lastly, if we consider today's investment climate, where I feel advisors are being relied on more heavily by clients needing to safely navigate through uh, a low interest environment, as well as uh, the volatility in the markets. And then we couple that with capital market assumptions uh, that are clearly lower for both your, your traditional stocks and bonds. Simply, I would say advisors should seek to broaden the opportunity set of investments uh, that they're bringing to their clients, where uh, alts can, can definitely serve as a proven method uh, for generating alpha. You know, I really like how you, you spoke to just the number of stocks available and how much that has changed. That really does create this need if you're looking to, to diversify investing and, and so on. But maybe the concept of alternatives could be just foreign to a lot of people and a little scary. So it really gets down to, and you mentioned this as one of your pillars, education. So I'm sure there's a, a certain level, both from the employer and from the advisor, from their standpoint, there's a level of understanding of really what's available. How can employers and advisors learn more about the different kinds of alternatives um, that are out there? That's really one of the reasons why why we established a call to, to serve as, as this knowledge source. And I definitely would suggest um, that the listeners you know visit the website. So it's decalta.org to learn more uh, about different types of alternative strategies and more specifically within the DC context. Um, we also show a myriad of, of, of industry articles as well as doing our own proprietary research. Key topics, uh, when you talk about alts, 
the first things that usually come up are around valuation or liquidity. Um, we also are working on performance measurement. So trying to get a uniform voice on how do you actually measure the performance of different types of alternatives and also fees and expenses. So uh, what areas within a target date fund can you look at to reduce costs already knowing that some of these actively managed strategies do cost more? But there's other in- industry organizations. Um, I can't speak for them specifically, but uh, FI360 and Kaya and CFA, they can provide certifications or additional information on alts. The way we had approached the education part was to not just write narrative on our website, but we bring in experts that are members on specific types of alt strategies and have them present uh, in typically two to three minutes to give a background on, on exactly what this asset class does and what are some of the challenges as well as the benefits for investing in them. I think the tone so far in our conversation has really been around qualified plans, but there really is an interesting opportunity that uh, we're really hearing some beginnings of talking about, and that's really in the non-qualified deferred compensation space and really ways to consider including alternatives in non-qual plans. So can you talk a little bit more about this approach and maybe do you have some advice on uh, for the listeners and maybe how they can approach that? It's definitely uh, a niche uh, area, and I think uh, non-qualified plans can really serve as an excellent first step for uh, employers when they're looking at uh, including all strategies. Uh, outside their 401k plans. Uh, And I think it's an excellent area for consultants uh, to learn more as well as advisors on how they can educate the employers about the benefits uh, of not only the plan itself and how it's structured and how you can customize to your employee base, but I think that consultants are are in a position to discuss main themes. And I look at non-qualified plans as being an area where employers can use and and look at their advisors to approach things differently uh, and really use what I call a holistic investment approach where they're taking the investment options that are fairly limited on the 401k plan menu at this time. Usually these are limited to traditional long-only stocks and bonds uh, and use the non-qualified plan to complement or even round out the investment offerings. Um, I also think that uh, consultants can provide private market strategies through the non-qualified plan to employees who may not typically qualify as accredited investors. And this is important uh, because the plan sponsor would be viewed as the owner of the asset. So you're having participants that may not generally be able to invest in in private markets that are available now uh, in the marketplace, but using the non-qualified plan for them to gain access. Lastly, I think advisors and consultants can uh, offer different types of alt uh, strategies that that can help reduce volatility. Sometimes we hear alts, and the first thing you think of is more risk, and and actually they're used to mitigate risks. And that's an important message that advisors should communicate uh, to employers. I know that Voya is is definitely active in this space, and your listeners can certainly reach out to your specialists to learn more about non qualified plan design and and the nuances how they defer from your traditional 401k plans. And they can also uh, help them design investment strategies, you know, where you can use employee demographics and, and individual investor profiles. Jonathan, I just want to say thank you. 
you've shed a significant light on a topic that we're going to talk about so much more in the months and years ahead. As we've said, there, there needs to be more access to uh, alternatives within defined contribution plans. And so I'd like to uh, end with one final question, you know, one that our audience can really take away um, and, and take, put into their own practice. And that is, what can employers or plan advisors do to advance the cause of including alternatives in defined contribution plans? Great question to, to end with, uh, Heather. Um, I think they can certainly visit the DeCalta website to learn more, not only about our goals, um, which are reflected through our membership. They can also learn about the types of firms that are involved and where advocacy efforts are, are extremely key uh, in this space. Uh, so we also have a public policy committee that's designed to not only educate the legislators, but also the regulators on the importance of, of broadening the opportunity set of, uh, of investments uh, for investors. I think that um, you know, for the employers that are listening, they can begin just asking their service providers uh, and fund managers about their intentions and, and progress um, for including alts uh, in their DC plan option offerings. This is especially key when you have TDFs that are serving as, as the QDIAs for participants. And for advisors, they can get up to speed through self-study and, and begin asking their managers and wholesalers and prospective investment managers about the different types of alternative investments that are available, their impact on volatility, um, diversification, performance, and more importantly, on their cost structures and how they can be effectively used within DC plans. Jonathan, I, I also want to thank you for your time and some really good insight on this really engaging topic. And, you know, this is a topic that isn't going to be going away. So we'd love to have you back again. Well, thanks, Bill. And thanks, Heather, uh, for having me on. It's, it's been a pleasure and I look forward to uh, future podcasts. And Heather, thank I tell you what, we just had another great, great conversation. I think that will trigger some good thinking with the audience, some things to, to think about and maybe integrate in their strategies. I also want to thank our listeners. We hope you did learn something today, gain some new insights. And as always, thank you for joining us. Please continue to stay well. This information is provided by Voyer for your education only. Neither Voyer nor its representatives offer tax or legal advice. Any opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the Voyer family of companies or its representatives and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Please consult your tax or legal advisor before making a tax-related investment or insurance decision. Products and services offered through the Voya family of companies.